What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you very much for being here. I know you guys got a lot of other things that you can listen to, check into. I know it's extremely busy out there with all the news that we got coming in, so I thank you very much for being here. So we've got a lot of earnings news coming in. We've got some credit down ratings coming in. We've got some indictment news coming in. We've got a little bit of everything going on today. And uh, the market was looking pretty nasty on a lot of that news, which uh, which does make sense. Uh, back when uh, I believe the credit rating was cut the previous time, we did see a, a massive sell-off in some stocks. And uh, it looks like that is the trend again, at least today. But uh, does it really make sense? Is it going to continue that way? Well, that's going to be uh, up to you to decide. So uh, first up, let's go ahead and check in on what this uh, this credit uh, downgrade is, right? The uh, the U.S. credit rating uh, is getting dropped to double uh, A plus from triple A by uh, Fitch. And that is basically, um, you know, uh, Jamie Dimon's calling it ridiculous. Uh, Janet Yellen's saying it doesn't make sense. Uh, we are in in a good situation. We've got enough treasuries. We're the largest. We're the biggest. Uh, we're the most liquid. Yada yada yada. Uh, at the end of the day, though, Fitch is downgrading the uh, the U.S. credit uh, on some different concerns based on the debt, which uh, which makes sense to me, right? If you are running a business, you don't want to have debt that keeps growing. Um, granted, uh, the taxes are going to keep growing, and we're all going to feel the pain of it. But uh, America's debt currently makes up about 113% and, and growing of its economic output, which uh, Francis uh, of uh, Fitch says is clearly pretty alarming. And uh, I, I tend to agree with that. It is alarming, right? We need to get these uh, spending measures in control. We need to figure out where this money's going. And uh, I think dial it back. That's uh, my two cent opinion on it. I really don't want to get too political. But uh, as a business-minded person, a numbers person, it doesn't make sense to me that we are just, you know, continuing to build more debt. Uh, so these uh, these credit ratings basically make uh, lending a little bit more expensive to the country when we need to borrow money. A little bit riskier, although not uh, not so risky at a double A plus. Uh, so it's just definitely something to take into consideration. A lot of people are overreacting on. Um, you know, history, the trend being, um, you know, stocks will sell off when we see this downgrade. So uh, I'm down about 2% in my uh, my brokerage account today. I can take a look at the uh, the investing challenge portfolio, which uh, there is a link in the description. If you are not in the uh, the group on Facebook, if you're not joining the, uh, the votes for which stock we're buying every week, uh, please go ahead and get over there and do so so that you uh, can take part in the vote and be a uh, a little bit uh, further along in the group. It's uh, it's free to join. There's no uh, you know commitment that you have to go ahead and follow along, but uh, at least this way you can see what uh, regular investments would look like for uh, for your portfolio for your money. Uh, yeah, we're we're down on the uh, the Webull portfolio today as well, about one point seven percent. So uh, a little bit less of a loss in the uh, the Webull portfolio than in my personal portfolio. But uh, we're still up. We're still up about six and a third of a percent uh, into the green, which means we are up somewhere around 22% on the year. Uh, so this is the first episode into August. So happy August. We've uh, we've done pretty well with this portfolio thus far. Um, and 
I guess without reading into it too much, I tend to see this as a buying opportunity when there is a lot of noise in the streets, right? We've got the uh, the Trump indictment. We've got uh, you know the credit downgrades. We've got some news out there that is kind of scaring investors out of different names. And again, we're seeing uh, most of the loss, uh, at least it was. Let me let me get back to uh, the homepage here and see. Just make sure that the NASDAQ is still the big loser on the day. And where are we at here? As far as uh, E-Trade shows me, come on, computer, get back to functioning with some speed here. Um Man, we are really slow today. Uh, dropping a little bit further, and I cannot get the numbers for the NASDAQ to load, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the NASDAQ was the up, uh, still the big loser. That is the numbers I was looking for. Down 283 points on the day on the NASDAQ. That is 2%. The Dow down 314 points, which is uh, 0.88%, and the S&P down about 1.26%. So a, a pretty broad base sell-off. The Dow is holding up a little bit better than uh, the other indexes. But um, yeah, the, the technology is going to take it on the chin. Again, right when uh, we see these credit uh, you know, ratings drop, we're going to see more people run back to bonds. More people go to conservative stocks. We're going to see the cost of lending getting higher. Uh, so the NASDAQ is normally going to take the brunt of that. And that is exactly what we're seeing on uh, on the market today. So um, we are seeing uh, some strength in the Dow, as I just mentioned, in, in some of the names, right? That is the, the index that has sold off the least on the day. And earlier, I did see some names that were in healthcare, that were in oil. Uh, they were probably still selling off on some news out of some different uh, uh, companies that were reporting today. But a lot of them uh, really were the, the ones that were you know, kind of tolerating this pain the the best here, and let's uh, let's see what is actually um, holding in there. Right, uh, Starbucks is in the green, Pepsi in the green, uh, Marathon in the green, Johnson and Johnson hanging in there, uh, AbbVie uh, that one is barely in the green, and one that I thought would probably sell off a little bit more. Man, Caterpillar, did you see those uh, earnings results, man, Cat? Man, they uh they rocketed higher yesterday. I think we were up about twenty five dollars per share on the day. Absolutely blew it out of the water. The PE is still tolerable. It's at a seventeen point nine. Uh, if I look at a five day chart here on Caterpillar, uh, we're still getting about one point eight percent of a dividend on this one as well. So this one is possibly my oldest position. And uh, yeah, we were at. 263 as of July 31st. And now we, we are sitting at 288.46 at uh, around three o'clock on uh, the 2nd of August here. So definitely a move higher. Uh, they did see that there, there was so, still some weakness in the, uh, the Chinese market, uh, but uh, a lot of uh, price target moves higher. Uh, Bank of America coming out strong. Uh, saying that they think it can get to 323 from 283 and uh, maintains a buy rating. UBS, oh uh, man, I'm not seeing this one. They uh, raised their price target to 220, 220, not 320, from 208 and maintain a sell rating. Apparently, they still think that this recession is going to hit and Caterpillar is going to fall off. Uh, I mean, I'm in the process of buying some Caterpillar parts and 
they are expensive. So even if uh, your old machine breaks down, you still got a big bill from Caterpillar. It's uh, that uh, that yellow cat tax that when you're when you're buying equipment, it's definitely out there. Uh, Cowan raised the price to three twenty from two eighty seven. Wells Fargo brings it up to two eighty five from two forty, and uh, they maintain an equal uh, weight rating on this one. So uh, some people think this one's still got room to run. Um, other people are saying, hey, get out of it. But uh, it's all about what makes sense for you. And uh, I think we definitely have to have that intuition as to what kind of investor we are, really what we want these names to do in our portfolio before we go ahead and purchase a name. So am I saying that I'm buying right now? I'm not. It's a, it's a hold for me. I'm, I'm happy with the position size that I have. This is a long-term hold for me. Uh, I believe I got into this one into the $70 range, uh, probably back in 2016, I'm going to call it. Uh, I trimmed out of that position over time. And uh, I've still, you know, I think my cost basis is somewhere around 160, I believe it was when I looked yesterday. Uh, but uh, this one is definitely uh, a stock that I think will continue to grow with, uh, you know, all the construction, all the mining, all the the bridges being rebuilt. Uh a lot of different things out there that Caterpillar is really going to be a solid company for. Uh, so they've got uh, solid uh, Q2 results, inventory build and backlog being the biggest surprises. Uh, UBS is saying in a note, uh, we've got analysts said that the biggest surprise was a build in dealer inventories compared with guidance and expectations for a reduction in inventories with the inventory build and volumes leading to stronger than expected margins especially in the construction segment, which uh, I've gone on the record saying that I think that uh, once rates start coming back down, we're going to see this uh, construction spend go uh, higher. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people are getting ready for the the rebound in that uh, in that space. So um, for me, I'm still uh, it's still a hold for me. Uh, I could see the argument for a buy. I don't agree with uh, who was it? Cowan. I believe it was Cowan. That uh, said that is going to, oh no, it's not Cowan. It was, uh, which one? UBS, my fault. UBS says that it's a, a sell and it's going down to 220 from 288 in within the next 12 months. I, I don't see that, but uh, hey, they might be right. They, uh, they get paid to do this. I do not. So uh, that's what we've got there. We've got, um, uh, what else came out over? We had AMD come out. I know they came out and they did, some pretty decent numbers, actually. Um, they did EPS of $0.58, cents, expectations of $0.57, cents, uh, revenue of $5.4 billion, beating expectations of $5.32. Now, this one did drop on that news, uh, which I do believe is, uh, is noteworthy, right? Um, I think people already had priced in the fact that they were doing okay. I think people really wanted some big numbers out of AMD, on a lot of this news, right? So they are down about 5.87% today. Uh, we really thought that uh, the AI news was going to drive AMD through the roof. Uh, so I think that uh, people were buying it through the quarter, expecting bigger numbers than what came out. And uh, when they just, you know, kind of barely beat expectations, uh, people sold out of this one. So um, again, not something that I'm really screaming to get into. I would let this one settle back down, uh, figure out where it's going. And, uh, you know, we, we are seeing a, a little bit higher of a guide for the third quarter. Um, oh, margins are actually going to be, uh, it says 
AMDC's uh, Q3 adjusted gross margin about 51%. Estimate was 51.2. Okay, so that that's I'm um, just reading too fast here. We've got uh, they see their data center up double digit percents. They see their Q3 client segment revenues up double, double digits uh, quarter over quarter. So it looks like the numbers are actually going to be fairly decent. Um, Q3 revenue, 5.4 billion to 6 billion. The estimate was 5.84. So that's kind of mixed there. Uh, leave some room for some downside. And um, yeah, this one is definitely something that is going to continue to be the trend is going to be your friend but um we we really got to make smart moves as to when we're buying this and buying it into earnings after that large of a run on any of these tech names is very very difficult to really time well uh we're also seeing uh starbucks they are uh reporting earnings uh eps of a dollar beating expectations of 90 i think 95 cents i can't read the whole article here Revenue of 9.2 billion, missing expectations of 9.28. But uh, that one's actually holding in all right. So uh, again, now this one, I think a lot of people sold off on the fact that, hey, they're uh, really looking to grow in China. China was really locked down. We're getting back uh, into the swing of things over there now, but it, it looks like uh, people had already sold this one off. So now any kind of news that is in line looks like a uh, you know a gold star on their name because of the fact that people thought it was going to be so bad. Uh, conversely, where AMD, people thought it was going to be so great with everyone buying every AI chip they could get. Uh, and, you know, Starbucks looks, uh, looks a lot better because people were expecting it to be so poor. Uh, so we've got uh, a lot of different things to take into uh, to account there. Um, I heard someone saying with the... Um, kind of the election news as well for next year that uh, Fitch might have actually priced in or brought down uh, some of the credit ratings on the fact of uh, the options that we have, you know, Biden not being so friendly to business, Trump maybe not uh, being even able to be elected, and then DeSantis not really being so friendly to business as well. So uh, a lot of things thinking that uh, this debt might kind of keep spiraling out of control. And uh, we, we're really not too sure what's going to happen. So a lot of uncertainty might have brought the fact of the uh, the credit rating uh, down as well. So a, a lot of things to unpack there. And uh, yeah, just really need to get our portfolios ready for whatever might happen. And, and I think we can do that by uh, dollar cost averaging into names when we see these uh, these large sell offs in the uh, in the market. Uh, I think we definitely want to be diversified in the names that we are holding. Uh, we have seen, and this is kind of a trend that I thought was going to happen, where oil was going to trend higher. We are definitely seeing that happen. And we are seeing the oil stocks kind of rally back up. They are getting some uh, some steam again. Uh, I did mention that uh, Marathon Pete MPC was uh, up on the day. They're only up about a quarter of, of a percent. But uh, when I look at it, over the past month, you know, we were down, we hit a low of about $113 on uh, July 6th, and now we're sitting at 135. So uh, I definitely think you can still make money in this market. Uh, you really need to be patient with the names that you're buying. I think, you know, some of these, the the trend being your friend and getting into uh, some of these growth stocks, SoFi, Palantir, DraftKings that have already run so much. Uh, can certainly cause some disaster for your portfolio. If you're trying to get into them, 
you know, maybe you bought last week. You thought that things were going to kind of keep going up. Everything's looking great. AI is great. The the earnings was good. And, uh, you know, now we're seeing, hey, uh, we might get downgraded. Hey, we might have these other problems. Uh, we might be in a little bit of, bu of a bubble in stocks. Uh, so you might not want to just dump all your money into those. Uh, you know, you might think you're diversified buying uh, DraftKings, SoFi, Palantir, right? You're looking at a, uh, a gambling uh, sports betting book. You're looking at a uh, an AI-focused name in Palantir. And uh, what was the last one? SoFi, you're looking at that bank, right? We're looking at, uh, you know, student loans coming back into the uh, the grand scheme of things here on September 1st. You might think, hey, I'm diversified, but these are all going to be in that growth uh, category of stocks. So you might want to look at some other names that are large blue chips, uh, you know, different industries, but also different size of companies with different track records. They these uh, these smaller companies tend to to trade in the same type of basket. Uh, so really, pick a uh, a diversified plan that gives you some safety uh, from all different angles because there's always something that can take out uh, a, a larger group of stocks than really what you're thinking. So uh, that's what I got on that. I would continue to look for diamonds in the rough or even companies that are going to uh, you know, be able to weather all these bad times that we're getting thrown at us and also give your uh, yourself some room for some growth with some of these tech names and uh, buying into the NASDAQ when it's down close to 2% could be a solid way to do that. Uh, we could certainly look at uh, something like the, uh, the triple Qs, which is going to be a NASDAQ weighted ETF. And uh, that one is probably going to be down a little bit. Yep, down a little bit more. 2.03% uh, down on QQQ today. Uh, we are seeing, you know, the the heavier weight of those large tech names pulling down uh, the the Nasdaq here. So that could be an option to look to uh, dollar cost average when these things come down, and you still think that uh, overall this might be a good place to invest. But uh, certainly do your own research. Come up with a watch list. Uh, really uh, understand the movement of these stocks before you go and, and invest your your own money, your hard-earned money, and uh, take your time with it, right? We, we don't have to make a million dollars overnight, but it'd be great to be able to stack that much over the course of time. So that's what I got there. I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to talk investing challenge. We're going to talk some more earnings and uh, really what I think we could see for the rest of the year here. So stick around. I will be right back. Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, uh, we were looking at uh, some different stocks for week 32. I did go ahead and purchase uh, ExxonMobil, XOM, for week 31. So thank you guys very much for voting for that. I do think that is going to be a solid pick going forward. Uh, I do have some more uh, news on some oil stocks. I did want to first say, uh, if you could go ahead and follow and subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me and also Go ahead and invite some others uh, over to the podcast to join in on what we got going on over here 
And uh, make sure you go over to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook to get your votes in uh, for week 32. Um, now, when I'm saying ExxonMobil, uh, I am watching what's going on with Devon Energy. Uh, ticker is DVN. I believe we did add this one to the investing challenge uh, at some point. And now this one is uh, is getting sold off today, right? We're down 7.41% on Devon Energy. We had uh, earnings come out, right? We had the EPS was actually a beat. Uh, so let me get over to this Yahoo Finance uh, article here. That was uh, what I was looking at earlier, right? We had uh, EPS of $1.18 per share, which outpaced the estimate uh, by uh, of $1.17. So small beat there. Uh, the bottom line, however, declined 54.4% from the year ago's quarter earnings of two fifty nine dollars per share. Uh, so the revenues uh, totaled uh, $3.4 billion, uh, which missed the uh, estimate by uh, 9.2%. The top line also decreased by 38.6% from the year ago's quarter figure. Uh, now we got to remember the a lot of these prices last year were really uh, skyrocketing on oil. Those prices came down. Now we're looking at them going back up. Uh, so I'm thinking uh, the earnings still look strong. The revenue was light. Production is still up. Uh, they were able to produce 662,000 barrels of oil per day. Uh, that is up 7.5% year over year. So they're producing more. They were making a little bit less, uh, but that was also on the fact that oil prices were down. Uh, so we're looking at uh, some prices coming back up. Uh, we're looking at more demand for oil. And uh, I believe that this one could be something if you're a dividend uh, investor, you're looking to get some some yield out of a uh, position. This could be something that could be a solid purchase for you. Now, it is a variable rate dividend. Uh, I believe it still is. And it is sitting currently at 8.4%. So there is a lot of yield in this name. The PE is low. I kind of believe it's uh, oversold. And uh, I believe that oil prices are going to go back up. Uh, just my, you know, back of the napkin type math right now. So I might go ahead and add more to my IRA. Definitely take a look if it's something that you think you might want to get some more yield into your account. Uh, but it's definitely something that I think uh, is at least noteworthy right now. Uh, we did have Uber come out uh, and they said that they were actually going to be profitable. And they think they're going to be profitable uh, in each quarter going forward. Uh, so that is uh, something that spurred a little bit of uh, excitement in the uh, the Uber owners uh, for investors, anyhow. And uh, EPS of uh, 18 cents, beating expectations of 14 cents. A revenue of 9.2 billion, missing expectations of 9.34. Uh, but yes, like I said, their CEO did say that uh, they plan to be profitable every quarter going forward. So that is a a huge win for Uber. It has been a long road to get to the point where they're actually seeing this uh, this platform make money. And uh, they're up today when the NASDAQ is down, which is, is saying a lot because normally Uber would uh, be more amplified than the sell-off in the NASDAQ. Meaning if the NASDAQ right, down, right now is down 2.2%, I would expect Uber to be down closer to 4 or 5% because it would be a little bit riskier of a, of a company here. So um, nice to see that they're actually moving forward and, and into the green when other things are not. 
Um, they actually caught some price target upgrades uh, from UBS, the ones that are selling, saying to sell Caterpillar. They're saying to go ahead and buy Uber. Uh, so we've got price target uh, average at 57.31. UBS came out uh, today and said, "Hey, it's a it's a buy. 65 bucks uh, is the price target." City said, uh, "Buy 60 dollars." Truist says, "Buy 60." JP Morgan buy at 56. So uh, there are some significant buy ratings on Uber coming out today, uh, and we're sitting at 46 dollars. And the lowest one I'm seeing on this list right now is 56 and that's from jp morgan um now susquehanna came out today too that is a 55 but still buy ratings pretty much across the board of uh, the first 10 people i'm seeing are buys um and then the next the next five on this sheet are all buys within the past uh day so um that could be another option something we could potentially look at for uh, next week in, in investing challenge. So I might go ahead and actually make a note to myself that uh, this one might get the nod for the week. I do think that uh, that uh, platform is growing. And if they can remain profitable like Palantir, I think we might have some more momentum that is going to continue to take this one higher. Uh, the fact that they're green when the NASDAQ is uh, in deep red uh, is really showing me that a lot of people are getting on board and buying this one. Uh, they really have to uh, outweigh a lot of uh, downside pressure from uh, the market today. If it's uh, Uber's in a lot of these ETFs that are going to be trading down, um, it's probably in ARK K, I believe it is. And uh, if ARK is going to be down, that means a lot of people individually have to be buying Uber in order for this thing to really turn around and remain positive on the day. So uh, I think that is uh, definitely uh, a solid look to see if something's going to happen there. Uh, I did want to talk about Neo, um, man. The, Neo, they, they've, uh, they've they've been a, a great tech player in the industry in the EV segment uh, in China. But uh, as we know, man, China has been a tough market to play. Uh, but Neo has had uh, a decent amount of uh, of upside in the past uh, month or so. They, they've definitely seen some some nice movement higher. Uh, there are some mixed opinions on this one, but I did want to cover a couple things uh, about what's going on with Neo. And one was from a a group that I am a part of on Facebook and another investing group. Uh, and this was someone saying that they traveled uh, to Netherlands uh, and in Amsterdam, there it's pretty much fifty percent of the vehicles over there now are about EVs. They uh, Neo just opened a huge dealership there. Europe uh, is really where Neo is looking to expand. They're not really into uh, the U.S. yet. I believe they were looking to hire some people in California like a year ago. I'm not too sure what happened there. I'll have to double check on that. Uh, but uh, Europe just announced that they have given Neo a five-star safety rating. Their uh, July EV deliveries uh, doubled up uh, 103%. The uh, new solid-state battery that uh, Neo has has the longest range in the industry, even though, even more so than Lucid's. Uh, Dubai, their investment fund has given them a new one billion dollar cash flow, uh, and uh, some analysts have a, a higher than twenty dollar price target on this one. The, the highest I'm seeing currently looks like eighteen seventy, uh, and that is the the highest that I am seeing. So this might not be all. Uh, correct. I'm sure there's someone out there saying it's going to go higher than 20. I really hope it does. But um, 
I believe they just came out with some earnings today as well. Um, yeah, we got, uh, this is actually yesterday. Neo delivered 20,462 vehicles in July 23, which is up 103.6% year over year and 91% uh, month over month. Uh, so we are also seeing Lee Auto delivering uh, 34,000 vehicles in July, up 227% year over year and 5% month over month. Uh, Xbung delivered 11,000 vehicles in July, uh, down 4.5% year over year, but up 28% month over month. So I did just really want to kind of look back at these companies. I know they were all the rage in 2021. Uh, I know myself, I got in into more of the peak of these companies. Uh, I should have been probably dollar cost averaging on the way down. Uh, I had I did buy a little bit, but not not enough to really make a dent into my cost basis. And uh, I still think that they are strong companies. Now we do have a lot of different things working against us when it comes to Chinese stocks uh, and EVs. Right? There's a, there's a lot of different things going on there that make these hard to uh, hard to buy, uh, especially in in the the Chinese stock segment. It has just been a very diff uh, difficult market to navigate. But uh, I do believe that uh, they are looking to expand. Uh, I think other uh, investments uh, from the Chinese government, from Dubai, uh, I think a lot of these things are going to drive that growth. And uh, I think they really stand to, uh, to be another front runner in the EV space. Uh, all three of those names I just listed, uh, Neo, Lee, and Xpeng, all have uh, a solid footing in one way or another in the EV segment. Uh, in the world abroad, right? So I'm definitely looking at other options here. I I, I really haven't talked about Neo so much. Uh, I think it was definitely something that was uh, buzzworthy a couple of years ago, and uh, it's kind of gotten out of uh, out of the flavor of the the stock market. But uh, I do think that it it could come back, and especially with some of the numbers that they are putting out, uh, the growth that they are looking to uh, really get into Europe. Uh, the five-star safety rating, all these different things are, are kind of piecing together the fact that uh, this this company might be really onto something. Their battery swap stations has really been something that was a, a, a front-runner driver to success when I first heard of this company. Uh, and they, they I think they got it down under three minutes now. You pull in and instead of charging, they drop the battery pack in a uh, almost like a garage bay. They drop it, swap it uh, like a vending machine kind of, and you're, you're back off and, and running with a new battery. Uh, and then you can basically keep your battery if you sell your car and, uh, you know, move it into your next Neo vehicle. Uh, so they, they're really looking to go about EVs in a different way. And, uh, I do like that technology, but again, the, uh, the stock really hasn't, um, uh, um, been as beneficial as some of the technologies have been to EVs. Uh, and, and it's also a case of buying it at the wrong time, right? I, I definitely was buying this one when I thought it was going to explode and it imploded and uh, I was kind of left holding the bag on this one. But at the same time, um, again, I, I take a diversified approach at the same time that I was buying Neo, I was buying some blue chip names, I was buying some dividend names, I was buying some other growth stocks that are now uh, back to some positive territory for me. Uh, but I guess it is a lesson to learn that you really don't want to go too deep into some stocks that you really don't know where uh, they are going. They don't really have that track record and only invest what uh, you are capable or you know sustainable to, to lose. So that's, uh, that's kind of my two cents there. Um, 
SoFi, I know we talked SoFi. I know some of their numbers came out and they looked uh, pretty decent. Uh, I think they did have a beat on EPS. Uh, and again, the, the student loans are going to be coming due on September 1st. So I believe that that should, uh, should help SoFi also. Uh, but then again, uh, we'll take that with a grain of salt as this, this stock has already run up a big time. So uh, we've got all that to, uh, to kind of unpack as well. Um, now, when I'm going forward, uh, I, I did want to read this as well. Blackstone, BX, uh, they their the flagship fund has gone from being one of the uh, world's biggest buyers of property to a large seller. Uh, they are raising liquidity to meet redemption and invest billions in data centers to feed the AI boom. So they are kind of pivoting. Uh, they are looking to sell a lot of this uh, this property that they did uh, go ahead and purchase. Uh, and they're they're looking to fund the people that really want to take the the money out of that uh, that fund, and uh, there are redemption limits on this. I believe it's five percent per quarter, and uh, once that uh, is hit on the actual fund, uh, people can't take any more money out until the next quarter. Uh, so the uh, so the stock price of the underlying uh, stock of the company won't go uh, imploding, and they don't have to really rush to sell off things in order to raise liquidity, in order to satisfy the investors of this fund. So uh, a lot to unpack there, but uh, I still think that Blackstone is strong. Uh, I think that uh, you know me getting out of it uh, on some options plays, um, it probably wasn't the best timing. I, I did collect some premium. I was able to roll that money into some other investments and fund my IRA, but uh, I would have loved to have sold uh, Blackstone up around that 106 mark that I think we just hit rather than $91. But uh, at the same time, it did give me some uh, some movement to be able to take uh, advantage of some other plays as well. But uh, I'm still uh, looking to add back into some Blackstone. I, I was able to buy back in lower when I sold it at 91. I think I bought in a couple of days later in the 80s. Uh, but you know, since then, it, uh, it really did rally higher. But uh, that's uh, a little bit of everything that I've got on earnings right now. There's definitely some more that I am watching. Uh, there's going to be more that are going to be coming out that are definitely newsworthy. And uh, yeah, so we'll roll right into the stocks of the week, the uh, week 32 investing challenge. I'll do a quick rundown. If you want to uh, get uh, my thoughts and a little bit more of uh, why I'm looking at buying these, the all the numbers, uh, we can certainly just go back to the last episode and it is all right there in the second half of that show. Uh, so first up was going to be Google, uh, G-O-O-G-L or actually Alphabet. If you want to uh, to get technical here, uh, the parent company is Alphabet. Most people know it as Google. We still had uh, very strong numbers out of this company with regards to ads, with regards to YouTube. A lot of things are going in the right direction. The PE is still tolerable for me. And... Um, I don't think that AI is going to destroy Google's search engine. I think that Google is going to find a way to navigate through uh, the AI scenario with having their AI into Google search. And I think they're going to make it work for ads and for their AI product. Call me crazy, but that's uh, that's my thoughts here is that Google will figure out a way to re retain a lot of that ad money that they've got uh, currently in the market. Uh, we're at 128.17. Average price target is 149.76. That's about 17% of upside on 
Alphabet or uh, ticker G-O-O-G-L for Google. Uh, number two was going to be meta platforms, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. 48% of the world uses one of these products on a monthly basis. Uh, their ad revenue is uh, just churning along. Uh, a lot of the business is still uh, doing doing great. The metaverse VR did slow down, but uh, the core of their business is uh, was exploding in this past quarter. Uh, we're down on this one today about three percent to three twelve ninety two average price target three seventy seven twenty point seven percent of upside on Meta. I still think it's a solid purchase. Uh, I would have loved to have got more of it down in that hundred dollar range, but uh, here we are a little while later at uh, three twelve. So. Uh, that is number two for week 32. Number three, Visa. Ticker is V. So Visa is going to just uh, keep churning out these high margins on credit card fees. Uh, they are very, uh, you know, labor light. Uh, they they got uh, some people there that are, you know, definitely in that C-suite of uh, uh, employees, but there is not as much on the labor side for Visa. So they are uh, able to retain these high margins. We've definitely got some good upside on this one. And uh, the consumer's still strong. Uh, we're still seeing people swiping these cards. I think that trend is going to continue between them and MasterCard. They have the lion's share of the market. I think it stays that way. We've got uh, average price target at 283.60. That's about 19.5% of upside on Visa. On, uh, on to number four. This one is, uh, you know, getting claimed to be uh, a company that has an AI fortress, and that uh, that name is Palantir. The ticker is PLTR. And they have had a uh, just rocket ship higher as far as the uh, the share price here. And uh, over the course of the past month, we are currently at eighteen seventy seven. But uh, just on July sixth, we were at uh, fifteen dollars and uh, and thirteen cents, which is doesn't sound like a lot, but it's what twenty some percent higher than where we were simply at the beginning of the month. And uh, year to date, we were down in the six dollar price range or six fifty on J uh, January 9th. So we have definitely come up off of these lows, almost three times off of the lows. And uh, I still believe that they are going to be a strong company that is is really going to uh, focus on this profitability now that they are uh, going to see their first quarters of profit of, uh, profitability and really keep uh, that churn going higher as we get more and more into an AI-infused uh, world out there. So uh, number four, PLTR for Palantir. Number five, and man, this one is probably going to be the safest play. Well, maybe not the safest play, but the, the utility play of the group that uh, is going to just continue churning out growth, continue churning out dividends. It might not make us a millionaire overnight, but uh, I definitely believe this one is, is a winner in the utility segment, and that is Next Era Energy. The ticker is NEE. Uh, the PE sitting at 17.8. The quarterly dividend is at 2.6. This one is uh, just kind of continuing to churn out a, uh, a high uh, compound annual growth rate. I believe it's in the low double digits right now. But uh, over the past, uh, I think it was five or seven years, it was in the, in the mid-teens, 15 or 16%. Uh, and I think this one is going to continue to do well. 
Uh, it's going to give you some stability of having a utility company, but also give you some of the growth of renewable energy. Uh, we're looking at wind, we're looking at solar, and uh, they're going to be doing a lot of that as well. So this one uh, is currently at 7209, uh, down only you know uh, one tenth of a percent today, which uh, again is better than what all the other indexes are showing us on the day. And uh, we currently have an average price target of 86.80. That's about 20.4% of upside here, which is, uh, I believe, if it's not the top contender, is right in there. I believe uh, Visa might have been in that uh, that 20% range. Uh, maybe Meta was right at 20% as well. But you get the dividend with NextEra Energy, which you do not get with uh, Google or Meta. And Visa's dividend is really not uh, anything uh, noteworthy. So... This one might have the most amount of short-term upside, and uh, I believe that it is going to be a stock that just kind of continues to churn out more growth going forward. Yeah, yeah, Visa's uh, dividends only 0.75%. So uh, next era is going to be the the higher dividend payer, uh, still have good growth, and be a solid utility company. So that's the five names I got for you guys this week. Uh, I definitely appreciate you getting over there to Let It Grow Investing on Facebook and getting your votes in. This does not take uh, uh, just a short amount of time. I definitely do a lot of uh, looking to find some names that make sense for this market at this time. And I would definitely appreciate your input on what we are voting on for week 32 to really, uh, you know, we got 20 weeks left of, of this year. And I really want to see this, uh, this portfolio really churn higher. Uh, and I did say that I was going to... Uh, kind of give my thoughts for the rest of the year. I still think that the S&P goes higher. Uh, I know that's kind of crazy with a, a lot of the things that we were looking at at the beginning of the year, a lot of thoughts of recession out there. Uh, but I think that the S&P goes higher. I still think that uh, utilities, uh, a lot of the healthcare, a lot of oil is really uh, going to be uh, some stocks that do bring us uh, higher going forward. But uh, I still believe that uh, a lot of the large cap tech names could still go up, even though I think they're getting a little bit overpriced right now. Uh, if we can keep that volatility index low, the VIX low, I think that uh, these these names are going to continue to drive growth. We've still got Apple churning out new products. We've still got uh, people looking to buy Tesla, uh, Netflix going up on a lot of that password crackdown. There's a lot of different things that are out there that I still think uh, could could really drive this market higher. Uh, those names are just some large names that are really going to contribute to a lot of the growth that is out there. So uh, that is my look. Uh, I am probably looking to get some more conservative names in order to build up my position in those. Like I said, for me, that would probably be healthcare is going to be oil, going to be some utilities. I definitely like uh, some of the picks I came up with this week. And uh, I thank you guys for voting in the, the last one. So uh, with that being said, uh, hopefully this gives you a little bit of update as to what's going on out there in the market, what the credit downgrade means, and, and really what these earnings, what we can take from those as well. So uh, thank you guys for being here, and I will catch you in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. 
please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.